to do, breathe something new into us, amen, and heal and restore. Amen. I think it's a good a good time. Why don't we just worship the Lord? Why don't we lift up our hands again? Come on, we're not on a schedule today. Come on, we've been here. We need him in this place. Hallelujah. We've got a lot to be thankful for. Come on, he's helped you. He's been with you. He's held you near. He's kept you. Just worship him. Worship him for a moment. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, God is so good. He is so good. Hallelujah. It just feels so good to be in his presence like this. There's nothing that can compare to it. There's nothing that you can buy it with. Come on, he's here to minister. Come on, just let him move in your life. Come on, just close your eyes. Begin to bask in his presence here today. Come on, let's lift him up here for a moment. Let's let him move in our lives, Jesus. this place today hallelujah hallelujah can we give him a hand clap of praise can we shout on the lord hallelujah thank you jesus thank you jesus blessed be your name jesus hallelujah 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 
I think it goes without saying, but it's great to be here today. It's great to be in his presence, and it's great to see every one of you here. Amen. We're so glad you're all here. You're able to make it. Amen. We're wel we welcome all of our guests here. We pray that God is speaking to you. Amen. And moving in your life. Amen. And in a service, God has something special for you and each and every one of us today. Hallelujah. And I want to grab a hold of that, whatever it is. We're going to seek it with our heart. Amen. Amen. It's, uh, I feel like we've got enough praise compacted in here, two services worth. Amen. Missed out on the service last week. I'm just no service, but hey, we're get, we're jumping right back in. We're not going to miss a step, right? We want to get feeling after the Holy Ghost and letting God move in our lives and among us and in His pews and in these aisles. Amen. Because we are a spirit-led church. Amen. Filled with the Holy Ghost. Amen. And when He comes in here, Amen. It's just it's just a good time. Amen. It's so good to see everyone. Amen. That uh, we pray that God is uh, touching your life, and, and as we are rebuilding and restoring our lives, but God is in control. Amen. And we have a lot to be thankful for, don't we? God is good. Amen. All the time. Amen. And He deserves praise and glory. Amen. Amen. As our ushers come, we want to. Uh, I want to. Uh, say a, a welcome to the Bruces, the Bishop and Sister Bruce. I'm so glad to have them back. Amen. I I know uh, uh, they probably weren't planning on coming back this soon, but, uh, you know, we're no, none of us plan for these things. Amen. But we're glad to have them back here. Amen. And so uh, I want to say uh, uh, thankful, how thankful I am and how proud I am of this church and what we have been doing this week. Have we been opening our doors and our lives and reaching beyond ourselves, amen, into our community, amen, out into the world and being a light and being a salt to this world, amen. Fort Myers is noticing us, amen. We're getting to see something good happen from this, amen, all because the people of God are submitting and serving Amen. It's not about us. It's about what we can do for the kingdom of God. And I know that God is going to do great things through our efforts. Amen. We're just getting started. I believe it. I believe we're just getting started to see a great end time revival. Amen. Being poured through these doors. Amen. But we got to be a, we got to step into it. We got to be willing to go through the doors that God is opening. Amen. And I know that we are ready and we have already done so. Amen. So I'm so thankful and grateful for all of your efforts, amen, thus far. But uh, I want to remind you that as our power and our life is being turned back on, the needs are still here. Amen. We can easily isolate ourselves and think and thank God my AC's on and forget about and go back to it. But no, I don't want to go back to the way it was two weeks ago. But God has something greater. There's a harvest out there. Amen. White, right, and ready, ready to receive the word of the Lord. And God's going to embolden us to go forward. Amen. And to step in places we've never stepped before. Amen. I believe that God is preparing us and going to use us through this. Amen. We've got to step through the open door that God has prepared. 
Amen. And see what God has in store. Amen. We we tried keeping count this week. I don't know. I, I'm going to say at least. I think we have at least touched over 400 families that drove through here's property, uh, and, and countless more outside of here. Amen. This is just the beginning. This is just getting started to the seeds that we've been planted. That God's going to bring the harvest. He's going to water those seeds, and they're going to sprout. Amen. And we're going to see, amen, an endless return, amen, of what we have been doing. But again, it's not over. Amen. Uh, we want to continue doing these, continue keeping these doors open. Um, this Wednesday, we're planning on uh, cooking some more meals to hand out, to pass out and distribute. And so uh, we can have a meeting after service if you want to be involved for that. Um, uh, we're kind of holding off. Uh, we're not sure if we need any more supplies or pallets, but uh, uh, we're going to be going forward. Cooking is easy. Amen. It, it touches people's hearts and their stomachs, amen, so we're going to do that, and um, going forward, who knows what we're going to do, but I, I don't want to go back to the same old way we've been doing things, amen, God's, God's opening these doors, we might as well keep on going, amen, keep on reaching out, amen, and um, if you can, if you want to be a part of our Wednesday outreach, you can do that, also, there's still many needs out there, we're still hearing, hearing of needs, uh, let us know. Uh, we can try to help them as best as we can. Amen. Because, again, this is our lives may be coming back together, but many people's lives, it's going to take a long time. But, hey, the church is here for them. The church can be show compassion and love and give what we can. Amen. And uh, God will minister and bless through that. Amen. So, uh, also, uh, we're not having any grow groups this Tuesday because, uh, again, we're trying to get our life back together. Um, but uh, we'll pick that up next week. Amen. And so I'm thankful for what God is doing through all of this and through us. We have to be that willing vessel. Amen. And God will use us mightily. And so let's continue to pray as we take up this offering. Let's continue to pray for our community, the needs around us, people that are sick or hurting, and uh, the losses. God can heal and send a peace that passes all understanding. Let's go before the Lord together here. Lord Jesus, God, Lord, we are grateful. Lord, we are thankful, Lord, that we can come into this place. God, and to feel your presence like we have today. But God, we know that there's a great need out there, Lord, that we are your God, to be a salt and a light. We pray for those that are hurting, Lord, that you would go and minister to them or send us, Lord, to them to speak a word of their life, God. We pray for this offering, God, bless for your kingdom. We give you all the praise in Jesus' precious name. Let's come and give on the Lord as kids' churches this
God, hallelujah. Let's give him praise. Thank you, Jesus, for your blessings. Thank you, Lord, for all that you have done and you continue to do. God, we give you the praise. We worship you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen, amen. As we are standing, we can go to the word of the Lord today. Mark, the sixth chapter. Mark 6, start reading in verse 45. The word of the Lord says, And straightway he constrained his disciples to get into the ship, to go to the other side before unto Bethsaida, while he sent away the people. And when he had sent them away, he departed into a mountain to pray. Jesus did not go with them this time. When, it, when even was come, the ship was in the midst of the sea, and he alone on the land. He saw them, Jesus saw them toiling and rowing. For the wind was contrary unto them about the fourth watch of the night. He cometh unto them, walking upon the sea, and would have passed them by. But when they saw him walking upon the sea, they supposed it had been a spirit. They cried out. And when they all saw him and were troubled, and immediately he talked with them and saith unto them, Be of good cheer, it is I, be not afraid. He went up into them, unto them into the ship, and the wind ceased, and they were sore amazed in themselves beyond measure, and wondered. For they considered not the miracle of the loaves, for their heart was hardened. Even the disciples can get hardened. Even their hearts can get hardened. And our hearts can get hardened too. Amen. So I want to preach to you today from this title, The Lifting. The Lifting. Man, why don't we go before the Lord and pray as we enter into this time. Lord Jesus, God, we thank you, Lord, again for this time. God, we ask you, Lord, that you'd anoint my mind and my heart and my lips, God, as you give me the words to say today. Anoint our ears and hearts to receive your word. Lord, that we go and be hearers and doers of your word. And we go forth, amen, stepping and following after your spirit. We give you all the praise in Jesus' precious name that we pray. Amen, amen, amen. Let's clap our hands on the Lord. Amen. Great, greet a few people. Shake their hands as you're seated today. Amen. These past few weeks, past 11 days, has really impacted us, and that is uh, the, uh, that goes without saying. Uh, it's impacted our lives, our homes have been impacted, our jobs have been impacted, our, our community and our, our streets and our, our neighbors and our neighborhoods have, have all been impacted by Hurricane Ian 11 days ago. And every part of our life down here um, has been impacted, uh, has been impacted by the storm. And uh, knowing what we know now and looking back,
back to that Monday and that Tuesday before the storm, maybe, maybe we would have done things a little bit differently. Maybe we would have prepared ourselves uh, a little bit better. Or maybe we would have just evacuated if we stayed here. I don't know. Uh, obviously, we all have those uh, decisions to make. But uh, looking back, I, uh, I obviously could have, I could have uh, prepared myself in our home even better than what we already did. Uh, but that just kind of goes uh, with the saying of just kind of living down here is that being in Hurricane Alley, uh, sometimes our hearts can get a little hardened. We kind of get a little bit puffed up a little bit, thinking that, oh, it's just another storm. It's just uh, some more wind and rain, and it's not going to be new. We kind of we take pride in, in going through these things, but the danger in that is that we get puffed up. We kind of exalt ourselves, and we kind of lift ourselves up and saying, oh, it may not be anything, or we're going to ride this thing through, but, but who are we to, to talk like that about, a, about Mother Nature? Even the meteorologists who, who, are, who predict all these things and they tell us how strong it's going to be and all of these things. And, I mean, who are we to even think that we know what we can, uh, that we can predict the weather? But that's how, how, how hard we can become and how callous we can become uh, sometimes. And I, I myself was guilty uh, of this uh, when it was coming this way. I didn't even think that it was going to be all that bad. I mean... Of course, the, the news, they always hype things up, right? It always makes it sound worse than it really is. And, um, and so I didn't think it was going to be all that bad. And so I didn't, I didn't even board up some of my windows. And I did, uh, did that for uh, uh, Irma, but I didn't do it this time thinking, ah, it's not going to be that bad. Uh, and so I can tell you, in the middle of the storm, I was thinking, man, I sure wish I had some, some wood on those windows, uh, all this stuff flying around. But again, what happened was my heart was hardened, and I didn't think that I didn't need all those extra things because we can get stuck in a, in a mindset or in a rut that we, we become a little bit hardened and callous to things, uh, callous to the moving of things. And when God is trying to do something through us, if our hearts are hardened, God can't really do do what he wants to do. And so sometimes a storm has to come our way. Sometimes there has to be a little bit of shaking up in our lives to break up our hardened hearts and say, God, woe is me. Woe is me. Who am I to think these things? Who am I to not to do that or to question you or to not fear God as much as I should? And so sometimes our hearts get a little too hardened. And if we can't humble ourselves to the point where God wants us to be so that our hearts become molded and moldable and shaped, uh, being able to be shaped in his hands, if we can't do that on our own, sometimes God has to send an external pressure to get us to, to shake and to break up those things in our life. And so for all the, the, the excitement building up before the storms, you know, we're having a hurricane party and, you know, all that talk. I, uh, I think maybe after this, this storm that we, we're going to be a little bit more 
respectful of things again uh, because, uh, again, our hearts got a little hardened and, and saying it's, uh, it's not going to be too much or not too bad, we don't even know. We got to prepare for the worst and, and then prepare beyond that. Uh, and so um, when, we, when we become puffed up and our hearts become hard and we, we almost kind of feel like we are, uh, you know, untouchable. Oh, uh, this storm is not going to do anything to us, and it's just going to blow on by. And I've been down here my whole life and survived everything else. It's just another storm. Uh, I've been talking to locals that uh, have been here their whole life, and they're saying this is they've never seen anything like it. Even even people on the island saying, "Oh, we're not leaving here. We've never left before." And and God forbid uh, uh, what happened out there. But uh, all because our hearts can get hardened, and we feel that we are untouchable, uh, and so what happens is a storm enters our life and begins to stir things up and, and shake things to the core of our, of our very being, and then we realize that we are really nothing in this world, that God is in control. Even in the midst of a storm, God is still in control, that he is there with us, amen, and he knows where we're at. He knows our name. He knows our house. And he can put his hand upon our house to keep us from all of that. I mean, I'm so blessed to hear, I mean, in the first few hours, the next 24 hours after the storm, or just a, a mass communication issue, trying to communicate with one another and hear how's everyone else doing and how's all these things. And, uh, you know, no, no power, no internet, no phone service and spotty coverage. It's just, it can be really frustrating and it's still frustrating. I, uh, I still can barely send out a text at my house and no internet and you hit send and pray that everything goes out and pray that you receive something. I got to drive into town to, to get get service, but hey, I, I'm still alive. God is still good. We can be we can complain about all those little things, but hey, we're still blessed. God's hand is still upon us. Amen. Now God has a purpose for us as a church to rise up in the midst of this storm and to shine like none other before in Fort Myers and to reach out into our community. Amen. And so, um, thankfully, uh, we all seem to be blessed. As, as much as I try to reach out and connect with everyone, I think we're, we're blessed. God has been good to us. Amen. We, even though we may have suffered some damage or losses, God is still good. Amen. And we are thankful for that. Amen. Because we know that many uh, people uh, they had a worse off than we have, but we thank God for his hand, and we pray for those that are, that are in worse positions. And, and if we can help them out, we should do that, and we will do that. Amen. And so uh, when you make it, when you barely make it out of the storm by the hair of your chinny chin chin, you begin to be a little bit more grateful. Things kind of are reset in your life. We're no longer exalted ourselves. We're no longer puffed up and we're no longer hardened. But now we're all back on some kind of level playing field where we should be staying humble before the Lord and grateful with every step that we take, every breath that we breathe in, we're thankful for. And that is a good place to be. We are in a good place. Even though we've suffered loss, we went through a storm. God, we are in a perfect place for God to begin to use us more mightily than ever before. 
for to lift us up to a higher level, a deeper walk with him. Why? Because we're no longer hardened anymore. Our hearts have been softened and broken. Our spirits are broken. We've been humbled a little bit uh, by the hand of God and by what God is doing in our lives. And so uh, we are in a good place as an as a individual and as a church. Because Jesus said, whosoever shall exalt himself shall be abased. That's no if, and, or maybe. It's shall be abased. That's a guarantee from the words of, from the mouth of Jesus is whoever exalts themselves will be brought down, will be abased. And so whoever is puffed up is going to be brought down. Whoever's heart is hardened is going to need some pressure applied to their life in order to soften that heart so God can do a work in your. I don't know about you, but I need God to do a work in me than ever before. I need to do something new in me, God. Do something new. Soften my heart. Help me humble myself under the mighty hand of God that you may lift me up. You may exalt me in due time, and it's not of my my own exalting, it's when God does it. Amen, because God can use someone when their heart is hardened. Things shut off when we harden our hearts. The heavens shut off because things are hardened in our heart because we're supposed to be a vessel uh, that God flows through. And when things begin hardened, things are locked up and, and we become a, a reservoir or a, or a dam and we hold things back. And that's not what God intends for us. He intends us to have uh, rivers of living water flowing out of our bellies. There's no stopping there. There's no hardening there. There's no callous there, but there's a flowing from heaven all the way through us. And God can't use somebody whose heart has been hardened. He can't use someone who is puffed up, who has exalted themselves. Why? Because they shall be abased. And abasing has to happen first. Because we or, or people can get puffed up on our own things and our own ideas and our own ways of doing things, and we can get hardened in that. And so what happens is uh, eventually we end up losing out. Why? Because God can't do what he wants to do. And I'm here to tell you, God wants to do a mighty work in these last days. He needs to use you and you and you and you. He wants to use every single one of us, so we got to make sure our hearts are ripe and ready Break up the fallow ground of our heart, Lord, so that we can be used by you. Amen, amen. And so what happens is we, we see the story of, of Pharaoh. Uh, the children of Israel are, are slaves in Egypt. And it, it comes to be the time where God says, now it's time for my people to come out. I've got a plan and a purpose for them, and they're t they're coming out of their 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 life of bondage and uh, of slavery in, in Egypt, and so I've got a purpose and a plan uh, for them. But Moses, you need to go to Pharaoh and tell him to let my people go, so that they can go out and they can go worship me. Uh, 
uh, and I can uh, meet with them. And so that was God's plan. That's God's will for his people to be delivered. But what uh, held things up, what kind of made things more difficult was that Pharaoh had a hardened heart. And it got harder after each plague. Uh, and so, again, uh, we know obviously all this was a part of God's will, but if, if Pharaoh would have humbled himself, he wouldn't have faced all that he faced. But after each plague came by, uh, the Bible says that his, he hardened his heart. So again, God's not doing what he wants to do. And so, oh, he's got to get to the point where Pharaoh's heart has to be softened. He, he has to be abased because Pharaoh believes himself to be a God and he has exalted himself uh, above uh, the throne of God thinking that he is a God himself. And so for anything to happen, that, that has to be brought down so that he can see who the one true God is because there is only one Lord, one faith, one baptism. There's only one God and Father of all, and his name is Jesus. And so Pharaoh had to be humbled so that he can see that the, who the one true God is. And so it took uh, many plagues. It took 10 plagues. It took 10 storms, if you will, into Pharaoh's life. And finally, after the 10th one, finally his heart was broken. Finally, he got to the place where he allowed God's will to be done and he allowed for the people of Israel to leave and to go and to worship uh, their God and to follow after him. But it, it, it took that, it took 10 plagues for that to happen, all because of his heart was hardened. And I, I began to wonder and think that if he would have just said okay after the third or fourth one, like, Egypt would have still been the, the, the city that it was, the superpower that it was. But obviously uh, convincing a, a idolatrous person, a pagan uh, believer uh, to submit to the one true God is going to take a little bit of work. But uh, it, it shouldn't have to take ten plagues for God to get a hold of us. It shouldn't take uh, a storm to get a, for God to get a hold of us. No, we should be able to, to fall down on the altar at a moment's notice and say, God, oh God, create in me a clean heart and renew a right spirit within me, Lord. Search me, God, each and every day. Search my mind because I don't need to go through any hardship beyond what uh, I'm doing in my life so that I can humble myself. And so uh, finally Pharaoh uh, humbled himself uh, due, due to some external pressure and the Lord's will is being done uh, as he uh, designed and destined it to be. Uh, and so another person that we can think about and see whose heart was hardened, and God couldn't really do what he wanted to do in their life until they, they humbled themselves, was a man by the name of Saul. Uh, Saul of Tarsus, uh, 
he was a religious man. He went to church uh, every week in the temple, and, and he knew all the scriptures, and he, and he studied, and he, he was a, a Bible quizzer. He knew everything by the back of his hands. He knew it all. But what happened was his heart was hardened. He thought he was doing God's will, but he wasn't. He was doing his own will. And it's funny how our will tries to usurp God's will, and our, we try to think that, oh, I'm doing this for God, but, but did God really want us to do that? Did he really tell us to do that? Or, or are we saying, oh, I'm going to do this, and we listening to our own voice and our own mind instead of what God wants us to do? Uh, and so what happened was Saul was bringing persecution against the church. He thought he was doing the right thing, but what happens is he met he met. Jesus one day on the road to Damascus and he a storm showed up in his life and that brought him to his knees and he says, oh Lord, oh, what is it you want me to do, Jesus? What, what do you need me to do? What did Paul, and what did Jesus say? It's hard for thee to kick against the pricks, Paul, Saul. It's hard for thee to kick against the pricks, meaning God was working in his life before Damascus. Before that road to Damascus, God was nudging him and, hey, Saul, hey, Saul, don't do that. Hey, Saul, how about this? Or, hey, Saul, have you seen this? Open up your mind, Saul, to a revelation of who I am and what, the, what I'm trying to do, uh, this new thing in the church. But, but Saul's heart was hardened. And so it took an encounter on the road to Damascus uh, where his uh, mind was released and his heart was opened and then God began to raise him up. God lifted up Saul and, and Saul became one of the greatest apostles uh, this world has ever seen. All because he got his heart right, all because he got his mind right and he got all those things out of the way that didn't belong there that were distracting him or holding him back, preventing what God wants to do. Uh, we need a nice clean out in our life, in our minds, in our hearts, in our homes so that God get rid of everything that's in the way. And I think what this storm is doing is blowing things out of the way that are, we thought were so important beforehand, but now they're not even important, are they? Why? Because God is trying to clear the way so that he can raise up his church. He can lift up his church and use us in a mighty way that we've never been used before. And I want to be there. I want God to use me to reach for, to reach people I've never reached before. And we've been doing that this past week. God's stretching us. And we're stepping out beyond these walls and touching people's lives and homes all because of things, a storm came in our life and kind of push things out of the way. But the truth is, is that there is still a Pharaoh inside each and every one of us. There's still a Saul inside of every one of us. That old man, that old woman, that old self. Uh, that old creature that came, that was, was living and thriving before we came to an apostolic church, before we found an altar and we cried out and we repented of our sins, before we went to that watery grave and baptized in Jesus' name, before we were filled with the Holy Ghost speaking in other tongues. Uh, that old person, he's still inside, but we got to keep them buried. We got to keep, that's what we don't want coming out of the grave, but we want the new person. We 
we want the spirit to bring us, uh, bring that new life into us. And so we constantly are having to present ourselves as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is our reasonable service. Uh, we got to keep repenting and keep dying out. And uh, Paul said, uh, I die daily. We got to keep that old person down. We got to fight that flesh and push it back. We got we to gotta pray like never before. We got to fast like never before. Break off those chains of addiction and bondage and carnality. Those things have to be broken away and shoved away so that God's will can be done in our lives and his spirit move through us unhindered. So that we can be where God wants us to be. And, and so um, uh, we don't really adhere to the, the belief that God purposely sent this storm. I mean, it's a part of life, a part of this world. We have storms every year. Uh, and so God knows the storms. Uh, he knows where they're going. He knows the lives that uh, they're going to be um, impacted by that. Uh, and so, but we know that God is in the middle of the storm. He's right there when the wind is blowing. God is there with us. We're calling upon his name. He hasn't left us or forsaken us. He's still there with us. And so even though storms do come our ways and in our life, God is going to be there with us in it and after it. And so we see that the, uh, the disciples, Jesus tells them to get into the ship in Matthew 6 and to go unto the other side in Bethesda, uh, Bethsaida, and he sent away the people. And he went, uh, he had sent them away and departed into a mountain to pray. And when even was come, the ship was in the midst of the sea and he alone on the land. And he saw them toiling and rowing, for the wind was contrary unto them. And so, uh, Brother Galan talked about in Sunday school, he read the actual, uh, the first time that the, uh, the disciples were in a storm on the sea in a boat, but Jesus was there with them. Uh, that was in Mark chapter 4. We're here in Mark chapter 6. And again, they get in another boat, uh, destined to go to the other side, and a storm again hits them. But this time, Jesus is not in there in the boat on, sleeping on a pillow. This time, he's uh, on shore. Now, I know we talk about, and I know that we know, that Jesus is the peacemaker peacekeeper, we sing about songs about him, and, and we know that he has the power to, to speak to the winds and to calm the sea and, and all these things. The disciples actually witnessed that in Mark 4, the first time with that. Uh, and so they know he, he, can, he has the power to do that. But this time, Jesus is not with them. Talk about a test of your faith. It's one thing to go through the storm with Jesus in your boat. But it's another time, it's another thing to uh, be in the middle of the storm in the boat and to look around for Jesus and he's not there. But where is he? He's up on the mountaintop, he's praying. 
Just because he's not in the boat does not mean he doesn't see them because the Bible tells us he can see them. I don't know what kind of vision he had, but it was at, uh, after midnight and he can see them in the middle of a storm. Uh, I don't know how you can see through crowds, but Jesus is God. Uh, and so he saw them in the storm. He saw them toiling and rowing. Just because he wasn't there, they, they didn't feel him there, doesn't mean they were alone because God was there uh, directing them, watching over them. And I'm thankful that he is watching over me. He knows where the sparrows go. He knows where the, his eye is on the sparrow and his eye is on me. Even if I can't feel him right next to me, I got to know deep down in my soul that Jesus knows where I'm at and he knows my address and he can keep his hand upon me. And so what do you do when you're praying for Jesus to stop the winds, Jesus to stop the waves and stop the water from coming in, but the winds still blow and the storm still comes and the water still pours in. What do you do after you've prayed because you know he can stop those things, but what do you do when it doesn't stop and it keeps on going? And the storm still passes over you. I'll tell you what you do. You just keep on holding on. You keep on praying. You keep on crying out to him. Why? Because he hears our cry. He knows where we're at. We are his children. And we just cry out to him. We lift up our voice. And then we just hold on through the storm. And he's going to make sure see that we get through it. And so there the disciples were. They were holding on for dear life and crying out to him. And then uh, to, to make matters a little worse in their life, to shake their faith even more, uh, he comes walking out on the sea, and they think it's a ghost or a spirit, and that shakes them even further. Then, it, then finally it says, and they cried out. Uh, um, I don't know about them, but I maybe would have cried out a little bit earlier. Uh, they didn't cry out until they saw the Spirit, until they saw Jesus. I'd have been crying out when the waves started coming in the boat. Uh, maybe they did, I don't know, but it doesn't record it there. Uh, but we also have to understand that these many of these men were professional fishermen. They, they, were, they were probably birthed in the boat. They grew up on the boat. And so maybe a part of them... Uh, their heart was hardened, saying, we got this. This is just another storm. We don't got to worry too much about this. We don't got to even board up our windows. We're just going to, we're going to make it through it. But, uh, but somehow, uh, even in the midst of all that, they, uh, they were shaken uh, by the storm and by what they saw. And so they cried out to Jesus and then he responded and he called back to them and said, be of good cheer, it is I. Uh, be not afraid. Uh, sometimes that's easier said than done because sometimes you can feel a little afraid. It's okay to be a little bit afraid, but you don't need to be overtaken by fear because God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and of a sound mind. No, we have the Holy Ghost inside of us. We have the Almighty God with us, inside of us. We should not be bound by fear or any other uh, ungodly spirit. Why? Because we have him inside of us. And so it's okay, it's a little bit healthy to be afraid. It just, it just helps you humble, humble yourself. 
when I was uh, obviously in the midst of the storm, uh, I was running to 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 my to barn to get uh, some things, and uh, I'm gonna say I was a little afraid out there. It was uh, felt like a, a a war zone because when that wind started picking up, uh, I was hugging that wall, uh, waiting for things to pass by and calm down because it it was pretty intense out there. But that that's just a healthy reminder that hey. Uh, this guy who who said it wasn't going to be anything, here I am hugging the wall thinking, oh, God, help me out of this. That did me some good. I needed that. I didn't know I needed that, but I needed that. Right? Why? Because we can get a little bit harder and callous, and, and God can maybe try to speak to us and use us and move through us. But if, if we're stuck in our ways, if we're stuck in our rut, and uh, God's trying to get us out of these things and, and break us free from the things we've always been doing, because God wants to do something new in us, and sometimes it takes a storm. Sometimes it takes a little bit of wind going in our uh, direction or some sideways rain and some rain, uh, water poured in to help calm us and to realize that, hey, I need God more than ever before. And so it's amazing here that in the account that Jesus, uh, it said that it doesn't say that he spoke to the wind. In Mark 4, it says he did. But this time it says just when he got into the boat, the wind just immediately stopped. Now, if that happens in a hurricane, that means you're in the middle, the ear and the eye, so you need to go back inside. <clears throat> the storm is not over. <clears throat> Although, uh, you know, we lost communications, or we didn't have service, and so we didn't even know where, where the storm was. We we're just sitting there waiting, thinking, man, it should be over by now, but it's still blowing hard. Uh and so people, you know, a text would come through and say, hey, how things are going? How's it looking? I don't even know where the storm's at. I'm just hunkering down <laughs> and waiting for it for to completely stop because I uh, thought the eye was coming by us. Uh, I guess we never got into it because I never ran out in the middle like a crazy man. But um, uh, here Jesus just hopped in the boat, and the Bible says the winds ceased. Just by the mere presence of Jesus in the boat. I'll tell you what, that is beyond comforting to know. That all Jesus has got to do is just to hop in my boat and everything's going to be okay. Jesus, where are you? I need you, Jesus. Come on into my life. Come on into my door, my home. I need you more than ever before. I thought I had enough of you. No, I want you more than ever. I need more of you in my life. Come on in, Jesus. Who am I to think that I have enough of you? No, forgive me, Lord, for thinking those things. Come on into my life. And so uh, Jesus hops in the boat, and they were amazed beyond measure, and they wondered. I, you know, I'm wondering too, just reading this. But they, they, they lived through it, and they, they saw that happen. They experienced that, and and I think the purpose of this storm in their lives. And maybe the purpose of the storm in our life was that uh, verse 52 really speaks to me. It says, for they considered not the miracle of the loaves, for their heart was hardened. Now you have to realize 
hours before this, they had just witnessed Jesus feed the 5,000, the 5,000 men and families. So, you know, 10, 15,000. They, they had just witnessed that, and they, they got in the boat, and they're going off. I mean, your most recent memory of, of living is Jesus feeding thousands and thousands of people. Uh, but it may have been that that was just another experience in their life that they've come to expect. And that their hearts maybe kind of got a little hardened with that. Because you can go, we can go to church every week and we can get hardened by things. We can get hardened by uh, order of service. If things don't go right, what well, something's off. Well, maybe our, we've just become so accustomed to doing something. Our heart, uh, getting accustomed to something means, can also mean our heart gets hardened. Because, oh, I don't like, they, they, they think they, they sat in my seat. Well, who, who are we? You know, do we need another storm to blow your seat out of the sanctuary? Who are we? We can come to church every week and our hearts can still get hardened. We can get hardened by the things we go, the operations. We can get hardened by the events and, 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 and ministries or this is my space. We can get hardened by the church calendar or why, uh, don't, don't step into my way or, or all these things or this is my or this is my. We can still get hardened just by going to church every week. And so maybe sometimes God's trying to shake us up a little bit and say, hey, let's throw everything out the window and let's try something new. Let's try something new in our lives, why don't we open the doors and start feeding people right in our parking lot? We've never done that before. Why don't you send pallets and help us to do that? I don't, whatever God wants to do, I don't want to have a, my heart hardened so that I miss out on what God wants to do in my life uh, because I know God has great things in store. And so not only was they just witnessed the, the 5,000 being fed, but they had also seen, since God had called them, Jesus called them, they had, they had seen Jesus uh, heal a, a man with an unclean spirit. He, they had seen him cleanse a leper. They had seen a, a paralyzed man get dropped down in a, in a, from a roof. And Jesus tells him to just get up out of the bed and walk out of there. They had seen all that. They had seen a man with a withered hand reach out and, and God healed his hand. Uh, and they'd seen uh, all of these things. And they, they were beginning to, to be, maybe become a little bit uh, accustomed to this, uh, the miracles and, and things that Jesus were doing. But yet even in the middle of the storm, uh, they, their heart was so hardened that they forgot about all those things. And maybe that was for the purpose of the storm because when the storm comes in, it just kind of breaks everything down, doesn't it? Everything, every, every mindset, every belief, everything that we've uh, held on to or tradition or habit or of all these things that we, we hold near and dear to our heart. Once those things are, God takes those things away, uh, maybe our hearts are softened a little bit and, and God can begin to do something new in our lives uh, to, to reach others. Uh, and people that we've never reached before. 
Because when, when uh, people uh, exalt themselves, God can't use them. And we can get a little bit puffed up too at being in the church. We can get caught up in our own little apostolic bubble uh, that we don't, we don't touch anyone else outside of our bubble. We can get so caught up in our world and, and, and we can walk right past people who are in need and we don't even see their needs. We can get hardened being in the church and that's what I'm hoping that, that is happening here is that God's shaking our lives and, and pushing us out and, and these things, breaking our bubbles uh, because there's a lost world out there. There are people that are dying in sin and bondage and addiction and we have the answer. The answer is Jesus Christ. But they need somebody to go to them. They need somebody to hand them an invitation or pray with them. And if we need, if our hearts are too hardened, then God has to humble us a little bit so that we can go out and we can do things we've never done before. And so what happens is sometimes a storm has to come through our ways. And you know what? That's okay because God is in it and God's on the other side of it. And God knows what he is doing. And so I want to be following after God. The Bible says the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through God through the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations. Imaginations can go wild and they can, they can affect your mind and, and you can go off on track and, uh, and not even be where God wants you to be. Why? What happens is those imaginations got to be cast down. Every high thing that has exalted itself in our minds, our habits, our, our preconceived ideas, uh, our traditions, all these things, they can get puffed up. We can puff these things up and so uh, God can't do anything because they're, they're, they're there and they need to be brought down. So those need to be brought down and what, what does it say? Every thought needs to be taken captive to the obedience of Christ. Once God has our mind and he has our thoughts and we have no imaginations and no high things in our life and our hearts are humbled, then God can really begin to use us because it's not about my will or my wants or my desires. It's about Jesus, what he wants. And what does he want? He wants to reach this world. He died for these people. He died for all of mankind. He doesn't want any to perish but all to come to repentance. And so that is what is the heart of God is not wanting people to perish. And so maybe, maybe just maybe, looking back, maybe our hearts got a little hardened. We get a little bit used to doing things the way they've always been done. We get we can get stuck in a rut and and all these things. And and I'm not saying uh, having a hardened heart is meaning you have an evil heart. Because the disciples were told their hearts were hardened. And so we can just get so wrapped up in our own ways and our own ideas. And when everyone has their own ideas and everyone has their own ways, there's not one way that is being done. And it's not my way. It's God's way. We want God's way to be done. We, we need to surrender ourselves. Lord, not my will, but your will to be done. Let your kingdom come. My kingdom needs to go. That's what God wants to do in our lives. And we got to get prepared so that we can see God do those things. And so many times, as with these disciples here, 
I think maybe the, uh, the reason for their storm there was because their hearts were hardened. And maybe our hearts were hardened through this, through Ian, or through Ian. And I pray that we have all been uh, humbled again. Uh, we are all reset back on a, a level playing field. And you can see it out there. Talking with people, they're different. We're all different down here. Why? Because we all went through a storm that shook our very souls. And what the things that we thought were mad, what matter don't matter anymore. The things we are holding on to that were dividing us, those don't matter anymore. No, what happens is God sends something and shakes us to the core, shakes our city, shakes our community. And what happens is all those things all of a sudden get blown away. And we're, we're left, we're just thinking, oh, thank God. Thank God if I'm being alive. You ask everyone how they're doing. Oh, I'm, I'm doing okay, but there's others out there. We finally went to a restaurant the other day and just asking. Uh, it was down in Naples. And i uh, tell you what, we drive down there, drive 30 minutes away. They had a football game going on. I'm thinking, what's going on down here? And uh, we're all shut down up here. You know, we're, you know, Chick-fil-A's not even open. So we're really, we're really struggling. So... Drive down there, they got a Friday, Friday night football game going on. I'm thinking, what's going on? Uh, but even even down there, just so, just so happened our, our waiter was from Fort Myers. And, uh, you know, I asked him how they did and how he's doing through that. And he said, oh, you know, we're doing okay. But, uh, you know, there's other people out there that are worse. And I'm out helping people, helping my friends and all these. That's what everybody's doing right now. And I'll tell you why that's a good place to be because that's where the generosity is going. Love is starting to spread throughout our community. And you know what? God's going to use that. God's going to use the church in this atmosphere. The, the ground of our city is being, being is, is fertile now for a planting of, of, of a godly seed in our life. And so that is what God is using us in these last days. I believe that uh, there's a lifting that is coming to this church, that God is going to lift us up higher than we've ever been before. We're going to a new dimension we've never been before, uh, that our individual walks, we're going to be lifted up before, uh, higher than ever before. Why? Uh, because God has a plan for us. He has a purpose for this church, and I believe we've been praying for long enough, but I believe it's here. God's opening the doors for a revival that we've never seen before. A harvest we've never begun to believe is coming through those doors. Why? Because this is the time, this is the hour for the church to rise up, to be lifted up, to be set on a hill. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. And that is where we are calling, God is calling us to be, is this church uh, to reach further than ever before. Amen. If you believe that, will you stand to your feet? Amen. Let's give God some praise. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, we don't, we don't, we don't need any, any musicians today. We don't need any musicians today. Why? Because we always had musicians. And you know what? I believe, I believe we can have an altar call without musicians. 
I believe that we can just cry out to the Lord and God can still move. Why? I don't want to go back to the way things have always been. You get stuck in these things and go, no, I want God to release himself in our lives and in our church because God is going to lift us up into heavenly places to be with Christ Jesus. We have the authority. We have the power to cast out devils, to bind them and to loose them. That is who we are. Amen. God has got a purpose and a plan for us. Amen. If you believe that, why don't you step out? Why don't you come forward and begin to cry out to the Lord and let God begin to minister to you in your life? Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. Come on. If you have a need in your body, I believe God wants to heal somebody today. The healing power is here today. We just got to lay hands upon the sick and they shall recover. Come on, does anybody have any faith? They can release their faith here today. Come on, what is it that you need from God? Will you come on down here? Come on, begin to pray and minister to somebody. Come on, let's bind together. God is trying to lift us up today. He's trying to get us in one mind and one accord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Well, we bind every unclean spirit that is contrary to the work of the Lord today. We bind the spirit of fear. We bind the spirit of confusion. We bind the spirit of perversion today. Hallelujah. Come on. Let God begin to work in you. Let's just cry out to somebody. Let's have an old-fashioned altar call. Hallelujah. Use me, Jesus. Use me, Jesus. Come on, begin to pray for somebody. Let God use you. Minister to somebody today. Come on, we all need a healing here today. We need relationships restored today. Hallelujah. Help us, Jesus, be in one mind and one accord. Hallelujah. Where two or three agree, it shall be done for them in my name. Come on. Jesus is here. Jesus is here. Hallelujah. Come on, if you haven't been baptized in Jesus' name, come on, you can receive the Holy Ghost today. You can be baptized today. Oh, come on, let's pray for somebody. Let's pray for somebody. Bind together. Lay your hand upon them and begin to prophesy over them what God's going to do in their life. He's going to use you like never before. Come on, step into the open door. Let God use you in a mighty way today. Come on, release your faith. Release your faith today. Hallelujah. God is trying to lift us. He's turning our hearts. He's stirring this church. We're going to a higher height today. Come on. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Come on, shake loose the mindset. Go pray for that person. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, that's it. God is moving in this place today. Oh, let him touch your heart. Let him shake your soul today. Get a hold of Jesus. Oh, shout with a voice of triumph. Hallelujah. 
Come on. What can God do through you? He just needs somebody to respond in faith, to believe that anything is possible today. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, if you need a healing in your body, just come on down. We'll, be, we'll pray for you. We got men and women of faith. If you need a touch, come on down here. Don't be afraid. Step out in faith that God touched my body. I curse the sickness in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Come on, we're the people of God today. God is going to use you in a mighty way to reach beyond these walls. Help us, Lord. Humble ourselves. Humble ourselves today. We're just a vessel. We're just a vessel to be used. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, let's bind together. Let God work in us. Let God work through you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on. There's a new anointing awaiting for you. Come on, a deeper depth in God. Come on. Keep pushing. It's right there. Search for it. We're not satisfied with just a regular service, but God, we're hungry. We need more of you. Come on, if you need a healing, just tell somebody, pray with me. Believe with me that God will touch my body. That's all we need to know, that you need a healing, that the healing virtue would flow. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah.
Hallelujah, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. Blessed be your name, Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord Jesus. Come on, God, we're hungry. We're desperate. We need you, Jesus. Come on, God is working. God's moving in this place. Amen. Brother, Brother Moromano's nephew has stage three cancer, and we're going to anoint this handkerchief. Does anyone believe with me that God can touch that? He can curse that, hand, that cancer in the name of Jesus. Would some people of faith come and pray with me? Let's bind together and believe this. Lord, in the name of Jesus, God, we come before you. We're believing, God, that anything is possible. Lord, that you would touch him, Jesus, when he receives this handkerchief, God, that anything is possible. The healing virtue, God, would flow. Lord, we curse that cancer in the name of Jesus. Oh, God, that your will would be done, Jesus. Jesus, work in him, God. Hallelujah, Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. There's a lifting that is taking place. Amen. But we are in the right place the right time, and God is going to use this church greater than ever before. I want to be involved. I want to be there in the front lines, amen, and God is going to use you. You'll see things you've never seen before. We've talked about it long enough. I believe it's finally here. It's finally here, and we're going to be ready to, to answer the need that God sends for us, amen, because we have been praying for long enough. It's time to step out into the fields where the harvest is, and I believe God's going to send that harvest. Do you believe that with me? Amen, amen. God bless you all. Remember, if you want to be involved in the, uh, the, the cooking on Wednesday, amen, we'll meet, we'll meet real quickly just right here if you can. I know lives are going, we're going back to work and all these things, but again, I still want to keep that open door. I don't want to close it and go back to our old ways, but we got to reach further than ever before. The community is ripe and ready for it. I mean, they're hungry, they're desperate, they're needing. We have the answer. We have the light. We have Jesus, and we're going to give it to them. Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have, give I thee in the name of Jesus Christ. Rise and walk. I, that's the time we're in. We're going to start seeing those things happen, but we got to be willing to step out and say, God, I'm ready. I'm ready, Lord. Amen. God bless you all. Thank you all for coming. Amen. If you know any needs of people around you, be sure to send them to me, send them to somebody. We're going to get them together and continue to meet needs. It's going to be a long road ahead, but the church is here, and the church is going to provide, God provide for us. Amen. Amen. God bless you all. Thank you for coming today. Dismiss in Jesus' name.
if you're interested in helping out with the food on, Mon on Wednesday, come over here. It's less crowded over here. Thank you. Sorry.